Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. We're going to be looking at the temptation of Jesus Christ when the scripture said he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. There are many of you listening to me right now that are going through opportunities where the enemy is trying to get you to turn your back on God, do something sinful, or to disappoint God in some way. I want you to listen to these messages so you can know how to respond when that thief comes who wants to kill, steal, and destroy your walk with the Lord. Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. This message is designed for those who are right in the middle of a spiritual battle. I want you to know that God is on your side and he will help you to be victorious. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. I want to talk to you today about the temptations. Not the ones you know from Motown. We're not going to talk about the ones who said beauty is only skin deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my girl. The Bible was only about three chapters old before we saw the first temptation by Satan to entice Eve and Adam to disobey God's command. And since the fall in the garden, temptation has been a constant, unrelenting part of the human experience. Mark, a disciple of Jesus Christ, tells us about the baptism of Jesus, and he briefly mentions that Jesus was sent out into the desert to be tempted by Satan. He mentions that briefly. If you remember, we talked about Jesus being the Son of God, and Jesus was being baptized, and as he came up out of the water, there was a voice that came from heaven and said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And the next verse say, and he was led out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Mark mentions it briefly. Matthew and Luke in their account give us a lot more detail about this event in the uh, wilderness. We're going to go to Matthew's version of this story. And I've thought about that. I said, why did Mark not say very much about it? All he said was that he was taken to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. And, and he was with wild animals and the angels attended him. That's all he said about it. But as I think about it, Mark probably had this perspective. You know, that wasn't much of a, wasn't much of a battle. Jesus just whooped him so bad, I'm not going to even talk about that. And you know, nobody want to go to a fight where you expect a good fight for 12 or 15 rounds and see a one-minute knockout. Nobody ever talks about when Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston. They talk about the rumble in the jungle. They talk about the thriller in Manila. So Matthew says, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. So turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 1. And this is what he said about it. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And again, he said in verse 6, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you would not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. This incident is one of the most monumental spiritual battles of all times. It is a personal confrontation between Jesus Christ and Satan. A personal confrontation between Jesus Christ and Satan. What would you do if the Spirit of the Lord told you, he says, I want you to go out into the country up in East Texas for 40 days, and you, the devil is going to meet you there, and he's coming to whoop you. What would you do? Oh, Lord, don't send me out there, Lord, because we're scared of the devil. This challenge, this confrontation, this temptation takes place, notice it, immediately after Jesus' baptism and affirmation of God. One of his glorious moments, he's coming up out of the water, and God said, this is my son. In whom I'm well pleased. And what's the first thing the devil said to him? Now, if you the son. God said, this is my son. And the devil said, now, if you the son. See, it's not unusual for Satan to come to us with the temptation immediately after we've had some glorious moments with the Lord. Just think about it. You just came off of a fast. You just had a victorious testimony. God has done something great for you. And the next thing you know, the enemy comes and he turns both barrels loose on you. And you got a major issue that you got to deal with. And sometimes, a lot of times, we don't pass the test. Success and victories can cause us to let down our guard. And when testings come, then we're not prepared for them. I've seen people testify one month about how they've made it through and how God is working in their life. And the next month, I've seen them crash and burn. Remember Elijah? He had a tremendous victory on Mount Carmel when he defeated 450 prophets of Baal. He called down fire from heaven. But in the heights of his exhilarating victories, he fell into a deep depression just a few days later when Jezebel threatened to kill him. Oh, God, uh, where are you? I'm the only prophet here left. He, he wanted to die just a few days later after his big victory. When the enemy came in, he was afraid and he was despondent. I want to point out that this temptation of Jesus was in the desert and he was alone. God sent him out to the desert by himself. No disciples, no people, just him and Satan. The real test of our character is how we respond to temptations when we're alone, when nobody's watching, and when nobody's out there by ourselves. After 30 years of waiting in the shadows, 
growing up in his father's home and working as a carpenter in the carpenter's shop. Jesus is baptized and he's commissioned to begin his ministry. And as soon as he getting ready to start his ministry, before he did his first sermon, before he healed the first sick, before he cast out the first devil, before he got started, the devil showed up with an attempt to stop him before he got started. How many of us have been stopped before we got started real good? Well, you've been in prayer, you've been believing God, you've gotten saved, you've been reading your Bible, and you just got a sense from the Lord and from the Spirit of God that he wants you to do something great. He wants you to do something significant in the kingdom of God. But before you get started good, something happened that just throw you off track. Something happened to discourage you. Something happened to distract you. Something happened to make you feel like, well, you know, I can't do this. I'm not quite right. How many of you just had that kind of experience? You don't have to say amen, say, yeah, I know somebody. What the enemy wants to do, if he can stop you before you get started, he doesn't have to confront you when you got momentum. If he can keep you on your seat where you never get up, he never have to try to catch up with you to slow you down. So his greatest strategy is to stop you before you get started. Yeah, he heard you tell God, use me, Lord, in your service. I want to be used of you. Lord, make me a sanctuary, pure and holy. He heard you say that. So he said, let me stop them before they get rolling. Next thing you know, you're not even wanting to come to church regularly. We know that God has called us. We know that God has a purpose for every believer. We know that he's anointed us for his work, but we got tripped up coming out of the gate. That's what the devil wanted to do to Jesus Christ. He, he had a good idea that Jesus was on the scene. He had a good idea of the redemptive purpose of Jesus Christ. Now, if I can stop him before he get rolling... I got a great victory. See, there are many people today, including professing Christians, who really don't believe in a personal, real devil. We don't believe in Satan. We don't believe in the devil. We are, he's some kind of fictional character. I hear people talking about him, and, and you know, Flip Wilson said, it was the devil who made me do that. He become a comical character. They don't believe in the devil, but Jesus said there's a real personal devil and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy and he comes to mess you up. And Jesus gave this personal account of what happened to him uh, when he faced this opponent, uh, his opponent in a very real way. See, having been cast out of heaven, Satan has been mad ever since he got kicked out of the kingdom of God. He's been mad ever since he got thrown down and he has an agenda to destroy the works of God and destroy God's people when God's people are trying to do God's work. He has an agenda against you. Paul said we have an adversary. Peter called him, he called him an adversary. We have a war going on because the adversary is going to and fro seeking whom he may destroy. If you just don't think there's a devil, then you're going to be caught off guard when he show up. What's happening? The scriptures keep telling us to we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, rulers of darkness, wickedness in high places. We are wrestling. Let me just tell you something. If you're not doing anything for God and you have no spiritual inclination to do anything for God, you're probably not going to get a personal visit from the devil. 
If all you're doing is going through the motion, you're going to church because it's Sunday and you need to get your ticket punched, but you're not praying, you're not fasting, you're not believing, you're not doing anything God told you to do, the devil ain't got no reason to mess with you. But wait till you start praying. Wait till you start fasting. Wait till you start witnessing. Wait till you start uh, casting out demons. He's got a problem with that and he's going to show up at your doorstep. Wait till you start being obedient to the things of God. Obey the word of God and see don't even show up. But as long as you're sitting around sleeping in church and, and not reading your Bible and not praying, he ain't going to mess with you. Why would he want to disturb you? You might get mad and do something. But he knew that Jesus was getting ready when he came out of that baptismal water. Jesus was getting ready to start preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. And I came to set the captives free, open the blinded eyes, loose those that are bound, and break every yoke. He said, I come to take care of some business. The devil said, we got to talk. So his purpose was to frustrate the plan of God and then usurp the place of God. And we saw that with the first temptation in the Garden of Eden. It was the same thing. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the light of the world. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed. But we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.